a pen and a napkin podcast, the coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Uh, welcome to Foundation Friday number 11, and we're back on the air after a couple of weeks off. Uh, I would like to thank everybody who has reached out to either myself, especially my wife, or anybody in my family, uh, my wife's family, uh, in their condolences and their uh, their well wishes after the passing of my father-in-law. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, all of those things are, are very, very much appreciated. Um, today's Foundation Friday is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, in honor of my father-in-law, I wanted to talk about the lessons uh, that I've learned from him over the years and how those lessons can apply to coaching basketball. I've been uh, with my wife for almost 25 years. Uh, we've been married for uh, 21, almost 21 and a half now. And uh, my father-in-law was a, a, a great, great man. Like like everyone, uh, he, has, he had his shortcomings and he had his faults, just like you do, just like I do. Uh, but I learned a lot from him and I want to take a lot of the lessons that I took from him and apply them to coaching. All right. So five major lessons that I that I learned from him. Number one, talk less, deliver more. Uh, my father-in-law uh, was not a talkative guy, um, didn't hardly talk at all uh, a lot of the time, uh, but he delivered and he just did his job, just went about doing his job. Um, you know, he, he delivered tremendous yield in his crops uh, year after year after year. Um, you know, when you're, when you're talking about that, you know, and how it applies to coaching, uh, worry less about what everybody else is doing and worry about your team, you know, control the things that you can control. Uh, you know, don't complain, uh, about the circumstances. You just find a way to get through it. You know, in coaching, you know, you, you have injuries, for example, that you can't control. You can't control it. So you move forward and you try to find a solution for that instead of sitting there and complaining about it. Just like, you know, as a farmer, you can't control the weather. And so you do your best to adapt to what the weather is throwing at you and you try to put out the best product that you possibly can. Uh, you worry about your field. You don't worry about your neighbor's field or the neighbor's neighbor's field. You worry about your field and what you can do in your fields um, and not worry about anybody else's field because that's the only field that you have, you know, and that field isn't going to change at this time. So that's the one that you take care of. All right. Second lesson that I learned, hard work equals success. Um, there is no substitute for hard work. My father-in-law was an extremely hard worker uh, for the vast majority of the summer, like most farmers, he's up at sunrise, he goes to bed at sunset, um, or he comes out of the field at sunset, I should say. Uh, you have to put the work into the field, and you have to be willing to sacrifice. Um, you know, and, and this is kind of an evolution of things. Uh, you know, you're, you're constantly learning, you're putting in the work that you need to put in uh, to get done what you need to, to get done, you know, just like in coaching, you know, you put in the time, you have to put in the time to put together a good scouting report. You have to put in the time to put together a good practice plan every day. You can't wing your practice plan. Uh, you've got to know what you're doing and not only know what you're doing that day, but how 
today is going to lead to tomorrow, which is going to lead to the next day, that type of thing. You have to plan ahead, all right? Um, you've got to be a lifelong learner. You've got to keep up on new methods. You know, hopefully that's why you're listening to a podcast like this is because you want to learn from other people and learn from uh, how to do things better. Just like in farming, you're looking at new techniques of how to, to till the fields and, and what's the, the, the best new seed uh, combination that's come out, so forth and so on. All right. Uh, the third thing, the third lesson that I learned from my father-in-law, uh, your two most valuable things that you can give away are your loyalty and your love. Um, you know, in coaching, you're talking about your loyalty uh, and your word to your players, to your coaching staff, to your managers, to everybody involved with your program. You, you give them the love necessary. Now, sometimes, not all the time, you know, sometimes that love is unconditional and sometimes that love is conditional. Okay. Um, but, you know, that loyalty, if, if, if you give away your loyalty and you give away your love, that is a, uh, a, a legacy that nobody can take away. Um, from my father-in-law's uh, celebration of his life, uh, you know, we had so many examples of, of loyalty and love and the way that my father-in-law treated other people. Uh, the tractor processional uh, that, you know, his neighbors gave him out of respect of the type of person and the type of farmer that he was on the day of his visitation was just breathtaking. I mean, he literally had a procession almost a mile long of, of tractors in honor of the life that he lived. And, you know, that last ride is something that I'll never forget. And, and that just doesn't happen by accident. That happens by leading a good life and, and giving away your loyalty and your love to many, many people. All right. Uh, the fourth thing that I learned from my father-in-law when it comes to life and, and how it relates to coaching, um, if you truly believe in something, stand up for it. You know, there's times where you're going to be questioned. There's times where you're going to, especially if things aren't going uh, the way that you want it to. Um, but if you believe, if you truly believe that what you're doing is right, whether it's offensively, whether it's defensively, whether it's the kids that you're playing, if, if there's reasons why you're not playing a kid or two, then you got to stay with it. If you truly believe that, um, don't let anybody tell you any different. If, if that's something that in your gut you know is right, then you stay with what you're doing. Uh, my father-in-law was a man of, of great faith. Uh, he was very religious. Uh, you know, he was an acolyte in the Catholic Church. Uh, he said the rosary on a consistent basis. Every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, he was at Mass. Um, he was a big believer in the sacraments. And you know, that faith helped him carry, care, help carry him through uh, very numerous difficult situations as his life unfolded. Uh, my mother-in-law has, has fought and defeated breast cancer twice. Uh, my in-laws lost their eldest son um, on his 21st birthday in a car accident. Uh, he fought like crazy uh, against this cancer for a year and a half. Uh, he took in uh, my wife and her two sisters after their parents passed away and they instantly went from a family of five to a family of eight. He believed that all of those things were right and he believed that there was a reason why it was happening and he kept his faith throughout all of those very difficult situations. And you have to keep your faith 
when you're going through difficult situations as a coach, that if you truly believe what you're doing is right, then you need to continue to do those things. All right. Um, the fifth lesson that I learned from my father-in-law, um, in his last few days, uh, the last three or four days, uh, it was really, really difficult. He got very sick very quickly and, uh, he had a lot of trouble talking at the end. And one of the, the, one of the very last things that he said, um, was I ain't no giver upper. All right. Obviously not the greatest English in the world, uh, the greatest grammar, but the, the message is that you continue to fight until the very, very end. Um, when you're coaching a game, you try to figure out any way possible and you keep fighting until there is literally no more opportunity for you to win that game. Uh, whether it's calling timeouts, whether it's continuing to foul to try and win back possessions, you know, you're trying to pressure uh, to, to try and create turnovers, to create easy baskets, to try and get yourself back into game. You try to find a way to win the game and you keep fighting until the very, very end. I mean, what's anybody going to say? Well, gosh, you know, you gave up too easily or no, you know what? This is the type of team. This is the type of, of, of group of people we're going to be, um, you know, and we're going to continue to fight to the very, very end. Um, my first time that I made it to the state tournament as a head coach and for, for anybody, you know, for the coaches that have had the privilege of bringing a team to the state tournament, you know, you especially know that the first time that you bring a team down there, it is a whirlwind. Uh, we won our district on a Friday night. Uh, we ended up playing Thursday morning at nine o'clock the following Thursday morning at nine o'clock in the morning, the very first game of the state tournament. And so we tried to keep, stay as organized as we could. Uh, but I'm nervous and I'm thinking about a whole bunch of different things. Um, you know, you know, number one, how to win the game, but I'm thinking about, you know, uh, you know, my wife was dealing with family and who was going to be there and saving seats in the, in the, in the bleachers, not the bleachers, but the, but the seats in the auditorium that we played at, um, you know, all of these different things. And, and so we went down and we still, because we were playing so early that morning, we went down the night before so we could get up and make sure that we were at the arena a little bit before eight o'clock and try to stay in as much of a game rhythm as we normally would if, if it was just a random game. Um, so, uh, I've got a million things on my mind and, um, I, the team, goes into the arena and I was always, I always let the team off and it was just kind of a superstition thing that I would be the last one off the bus. And I also made sure the bus was clean and all of these, these things. So got off the bus, walked in and well, an hour, well over an hour before tip off, I walk into the press box area or the, the uh, ticket office area. And there was my father-in-law and, um, he never told me, uh, he never told me that he was proud of me, but he was there an hour before tip off at my first state tournament game, just like my dad was and my wife and my kids. And, uh, that was something that as we've gone through these events, the last couple of weeks, uh, that was something that is kind of jump back into my memories of my father-in-law and, and how 
proud he was of the things that I did as a basketball coach. And, and so I hope that's, that's what I did. So, uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from a lot of people in my life. My father is obviously very influential, my wife. Uh, but with the passing of my father-in-law, I wanted to put this out here of the lessons that I've learned from him uh, when it comes to coaching. And I hope that the lessons that I've learned from him are lessons that can help you guys out. So as always, coaches, I hope that you continue to hone your craft one day at a time. I'm not a pet sidekick.